Welcome to Whiskey Wobble Sportscast. We're your host, Chop. Gator. Chris. Blake. And the star of the show this week, our guest, Steve. Hey, what's up, boys? Steve. Steve. ST3. Long-time listener, first-time caller. It's good to be here, man. Nice. Welcome to the show. <laughs> We're glad to have you because you're our resident UFC expert. And on Whiskey Wobble Sportscast, that's when we talk about sports. Uh, this sports week, ball. I think... Sports ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this week, I think we're going to try and cover the uh, Khabib Gaethje fight that just happened. With balls. Yeah, UFC 254. A lot of actions, a lot of implications, huge fight, a uh, so, huge card. Dude, great, it was a great card. Really, I, I enjoyed almost all the fights on that card. My my instinct is to want to go straight into Khabib Gaethje, but mm-hmm. I feel like we shouldn't. I feel like we should maybe talk about some of the other fights. Who else fought again? Because <laughs> I fucking don't remember. Oh, that come shit. on, guys. Dude, uh, like, th- all right. Yeah. So, so UFC two fifty five, right? right? That's, that's the one. Uh, we had we had a whole bunch of fights actually, and some of them were actually fucking huge. Uh, yeah. So we'll start. We'll start at the very bottom. Uh, we had some fights that don't really matter, but uh, uh, I think, and Kulab. I don't know. That one doesn't matter. Fuck them. Uh, the next one was Murphy and Shakirova. Uh, that one was where the two chicks fought and the little Asian dude lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I accidentally uh, dipped out for that fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I missed yeah. that one. Yeah, All I right. did miss that one. So getting into some that actually start to kind of be relevant. Uh, Malkoon and Hawes. Uh, that one was... I believe Hawes won that one, right? Sure. I should tell you. Can we just jump to the main card? Fuck all that. This is the main card, you fool. All right, so Volkov and Harris. So that's, yeah. Okay. That's now the last now one I remember. Um, I was kind of in and out for the beginning of the main card, to be honest. But uh, Volkov looked like a killer. That was against Taitu Ivasa, right? Yep. Oh, man. Taitu Ivasa oh, is my brother. He's a Samoan dude. Uh, did you see at the end of the fight, just side note, he tried to do a shoey. Yeah. Got chunks of shoe into the I octagon. did see that, and I'm glad you brought that up, because I would have forgotten about it. Whoever, like, I, I get it, they were in uh, Abu Dhabi, right? Mm-hmm. I get it, they're not allowed to fucking drink beer there, I guess. It's against the rules. But yep. dude, one of his bros should have had a fucking beer. Like, he's got a whole entourage of bros. One, if, if I was fighting... One of you guys would have a beer for me, or a shot of whiskey, or whatever my thing was, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. you better believe it. Someone in his crew fucked that up. Bro, yeah. do you know how many times I've seen Taitu Ivasa do a shoey just in the crowd at a UFC fight, not even fighting? Every time it goes to him, he'll just do a fucking shoey in the crowd. The guy's a maniac. He, yeah, and he even yelled, someone throw me a beer, and there's yeah. just no fucking beer. There's no yeah. people. There's no... I was really let down by that, but a great, but he he had a great showing. That dude is a fucking hitter, bro. Dude, dude for sure. And I, I kind of fucked that up. So it actually shows that he fought Walt Harris, but that's wrong. He definitely fought Tai Tuivasa. So was that like a last minute stand in? Okay, now you got me all twisted. Didn't uh, Volkov? Who did Volkov knock out? He knocked out Walt Harris. Volkov knocked out Walt Harris, I think, yeah. and then Tai Tuivasa fought someone else. Yeah. No. I th- yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so was Taisu of Asa maybe the last c- person on the prelims? No, that part? was Stefan Struve. Stefan Struve fought on the on the prelims mm-hmm. and got his ass kicked. By uh, as is tradition. Yeah. As is tradition. Yeah, he's <laughs> been getting his ass kicked for a while now. So who the fuck did Taisu of Asa fight? Was it Taisu of Asa? I feel like it was a fill-in, like somebody couldn't make it last minute or something. Dude, I honestly don't remember. Let's figure this shit out. <laughs> but Volkov beat man. Harris. 
It was. It was. The last of the preliminary card was Stefan Shrew versus Tai Tuivasa. That's right. I was about to say. And Tai Tuivasa chopped down that fucking seven-foot-tall motherfucker. And dude, like... I, I think everybody wants to like him because he's a giant, right? Like, he's just a, a an abnormal-looking person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Taito Avasa is not small. He's, he's a 6'2". Big, he's, he's a big two. dude. And he just looks like a child. He's punching up, like, above his head. Well, y'all saw Mark Hunt fight Stefan Struve. Remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Cracked his jaw in half. He was punching up, throwing those big overhand rights, reaching up. Damn. I saw Stefan Struve fight live in Vegas. Uh, the week after it was literally the week after we all went to the UFC fight here no shit yep after the cowboy fight mm-hmm. oh man who did so he who, fight out there so fast forward a little bit it was Volkov was and Walt Harris that was the fight Volkov and Wa- Walt Harris mm-hmm. oh man Volkov looked like a killer in that fight he was so sharp yeah it was around two a minute and 15 seconds he got a KO yeah. oh yeah he, he was, was just the so body shot. shot. Was it the body shot? It was mm-hmm. the body shot. Oh, and he kicked him in the fucking stomach. Solarplex, yeah. 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 Him, dude. Nothing you can do after that. Walt Harris. I, I feel bad for him. He's the guy that ha- had his daughter d- disappear, went that's missing. Right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he, he lost that first fight back, too. Yeah, yeah. he hasn't Man. been having a good go of it since, so I feel for that dude. I was rooting for him. And, yeah, you know, he was... It's nice that he was able to jump right back up once he caught his breath and like everything was cool again. Mm-hmm. But dude, when you get shut down that hard, you lost. The fight's over. Like someone's. There's nothing you can do when you catch a liver kick, man. Your whole body shuts down, and that's it. For dude. at least 20 seconds, you're just done. Yeah, and it was. It was enough time to get knocked out the rest of the way. He's definitely on a. Yeah. He's definitely on a slump, right? So like right now, he's 13 and nine, and I think he's lost three. Three of his fights? last four. Yeah, He'll probably like get cut. I feel for the guy, man. Yeah, so definitely a rough go for him. But uh, So let's move into co-main event, right? Okay. So we had Robert Whitaker versus Jared Cannonier. Mm. So I was rooting for Cannonier because he's from Texas. Mm. Uh, I, I like Robert Whitaker. Uh, I don't have anything against him. I was just like, yeah, Texas boy, let's see him. And well, didn't Cannonier used to be a big motherfucker, too? I believe he started out a heavyweight. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think he used to be huge, and wow. now he's down fighting Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I, I don't know. He has kind of an exciting story. He's from Texas. I was like, man, I hope he wins. Dude, Whitaker just fucking wrecked him. And you know a what? fucking beast, though, man. Yeah. And Israel Adesanya came out. You know, he has that beef with Whitaker and was like, I, I think Cannoneer's a better fighter. I'm hoping he wins so I can face him. And then Whitaker just went out there and fucking clowned him, dude. Yeah. It, it was a sick fight, man. He, Whitaker, I love his style. He just He's low. Like, he's in a street fight with his hands on his hips, like, waiting for you to come in, and then he just throws a boom, boom with that um, jab. Dude, and I remember... And throw that one, two, boom. I remember thinking, look how wide his feet are. His feet are so yeah. wide it's apart. It's like a karate yeah. stance. Yeah. But, like, more agile. How do you fucking take that guy down? Like, there's no way you can grab both his feet. They're too far apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better well, have if a you're, fucking six-foot wingspan. <laughs> if you're Daniel Cormier, you only ever need one leg, so some people can do it. Or Khabib. Or Khabib. Or Khabib. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so are we there? Are we yeah, there? Yeah, I think we're there. So, <laughs> Khabib and Justin Gaethje. So, I mean... Gaethje is one of the scariest people on the planet, right? Can we can we agree there? 100%. Oh, yeah. He's a badass um, fighter, dude. Yeah. I don't think it would have mattered if you would have put, like, a rhinoceros or a T-Rex right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> maybe a Transformer. You could have put anything in front of Khabib that night, and Khabib was going to walk them down and beat the fucking brakes off of them. Mm-hmm. Khabib was on a mission. He Someone... 
He's like a Terminator. I heard someone say he's like a Terminator. Like he just keeps fucking coming at you, and you're not gonna T-1000, stop him, dude. Yeah, he was oh, unbelievable. Dude, the pressure, man. And yeah, his right. eyes, dude. Like you could see it. You could see it in his eyes. He was there to fucking kick some ass. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. right out the gates, I mean, like all other you know who was winning the fight aside just the pressure like he was constantly just pushing him around the ring and constantly Gaethje was just like backing up backing up backing up no and one, getting pushed no one has ever done that to Gaethje huh. uh, and anytime, I, and probably no one ever will again no, no. A- anytime Gaethje's even in a good fight like the Alvarez fight or the Poirier fight it's like a stand-up kickboxing match, you know? It's not like someone's fucking walking them down, like, I'm going to destroy you. Yeah. It's like a technical match. And yeah. if anything, he's the one walking down and destroying. So it was insane to see could be be able to do that to him. Yeah. And he ate a handful of Gaethje's hits. And Gaethje's Those leg kicks were knock, killer. His knockout power, he's known for it. And, like, I've watched it at least three or four times that he just walked right through some real powerful hits to the mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. There was something right at the beginning. Uh, so I had Khabib in, the, in, in, like, when I was betting friendly bets or whatever. Uh, right at the beginning of the fight, Gaethje tries to, or, or Khabib tries to take Gaethje down. He dives. Mm-hmm. Um, Gaethje sprawls, doesn't, doesn't get took down. And I was like, this might be a good fight. Like, yeah. if, if Gaethje keeps him on his feet, that's where he's strong, right? Yeah. Like that's where he's got him. And dude, you could almost see it in Khabib's brain, just like fuck it then, and it just clicked into something else. And he just started walking at him, just mm-hmm. walking yeah. straight at him. Yep. And it didn't matter what was getting thrown at him. He was like, dude, he was dude, just he eating it and fucking him gnarly up. punches, dude. Some oh, the, real gnarly punches. D- yeah. The the hardest strikes gets you through were those leg kicks. So you see. Mm-hmm. Khabib's leg just flail into the air, uh-huh. and then he keeps walking at him. <laughs> yeah. His whole game plan was to take out his legs, so he starts working on his legs, and Khabib's like, oh, wait, that doesn't matter, because I'm still going to fucking destroy you. I don't know how you plan for something like that. I don't you think don't. you can. You don't. I mean... Dude, it, well, was, it, was a, it was really cool to watch. It was one of those things that we probably won't see in UFC a lot, for sure. Right. Um, and and Gaethje's... I've never seen anything like that. Not, uh, neither have I. Gaethje's top class, man. Like, just... Mm-hmm pure class about it too like i really re- respect him as a fighter yeah I, and before we get into how classy he was after the fight um let's talk about fights over uh khabib gets him wait um, though wait like one thing i want to talk about was when khabib takes somebody down he always gets both their legs did you see he looked just like connor when he take gagey down connor, it's methodical he, like that he yeah. had both his legs together he couldn't do anything man he just mauled him and the last three fights he always ends it on a submission after he has him down there and he's done three different submissions he did like a a a chin crank on uh on connor on connor and then uh what was the other one um poirier how did he get poirier again it's armbar wasn't it was it an armbar i thought so i don't remember so you got the you got the choke you got the armbar and then he just did a triangle triangle choke yeah i've never seen him fall on his back like that and right when he did i was like he must have something locked and then boom but he transitioned yeah. i think he had the the arm or he something he and he transitioned he started wrapping his, his leg triangle. around his neck when he was on top and then just dropped and then locked in that triangle he, he told even, he told he daniel said, cormier yes or after the fight he told daniel cormier he was like his uh his parents were in the audience and i didn't he won't quit and i didn't want to break his arm in front of his parents mm. and so and he was like my dad loved the transition from the arm bar to the to the triangle and it, i knew i wasn't going to hurt him that way what a fucking guy dude wow yeah. but that also he was trying to be respectful cuz he was like Gaethje wouldn't have quit i'd have broken his arm 
But also, that says Khabib was just doing whatever he wanted. Yeah, right? yeah. He's like, oh, I could have the armbar, but I, I think I'll Dude. take mercy on him. Which is impressive because yeah. we all know we all know Gaethje is a as a stand up fighter, but his background he was a collegiate wrestler. Like he's got the wrestling background. That's why everyone thought it was the perfect recipe to beat Khabib, and Khabib yeah. said, "What are you even fucking talking about?" <laughs> Khabib yeah, just, just brings a different energy to the fight, man. That yep. you can't. He's unstoppable. But this one had even more khabib energy like yeah. this one was something else this yeah. was something special and okay so the fight's over um they're doing the post-fight interview khabib's awkwardly trying to take his gloves off which dude it didn't even register in my head when i was watching him bite his gloves I'm, what is he doing he needs to right. talk like what's he do and then it clicks like oh shit he's got he's got to take his gloves off because he's gonna he's gonna throw him in the middle of the ring and i was let I, Steve, you said uh, you called me the next day, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Dude, for like an hour, me and Steve are both just like mind blown, melancholy, like I'm excited, but I'm sad. So uh, many emotions. So so Khabib's 29 and 0. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure, why not take the, the huge paycheck that is the one more Conor McGregor fight? You no. know you're going to win. You're you going to get paid fat. And you're going to get your 30 and 0. You know who they were trying to actually line him up with? GSP. That's right. Wow. Yeah. And GSP accepted. GSP, GSP came on the him. Ariel Hawani <laughs> show the day after. And uh, you could tell he was sad because he was like, I, I thought I was going to get a shot at Khabib. I really wish that would have happened because I bro. fucking hate GSP, bro. I wish I wish, I wish, wish that would have happened just so Khabib could have rolled him and just ruined his fucking legacy. Like, just ruined it. Smear that shit in the mud. This dude. is the definition of a hater. I love it. <laughs> fucking GSP, you, he's a class act. No wonder you don't like him. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, and I hate Cormier, too, like, for the same reason. I yeah. hate Cormier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I you hate Cormier. Sucks. I've heard you rip on Cormier on a few rants on this podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it, it would have made me so happy if he could have just rolled GSP and made him look like a bitch. Can we dude. play hypotheticals? Who, who do we got? GSP or Khabib? GSP, dude. Khabib, dude. I'm going Khabib, Khabib. all the way. Khabib all day. Yeah. GSP's washed up, bro. He's 39 and, years old. He's fought like once since 2013. And, Come on. And Khabib is flawless. Like, flawless. He, Even GSP had like lost to fucking... And What's let me name? tell you something. Matt Sarah. Matt Sarah, yeah. <laughs> and Matt Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the, no shame there. And GSP called that out. He was like, that was the most flawless, perfect performance and a perfect end to the most flawless career that I've ever seen. So much props to Khabib. I would have really liked to test myself against him. Like all class, right? Chop hates him <laughs> because he's so classy. But GSP was a class act, and he you could tell he really wanted to uh, test himself against him. Um, I think so, Khabib would have beat him up. Dude. I think so. I think so. Probably. But I still want GSP to win. <laughs> speaking of class acts, though, let's talk about, like, right after the fight ended, Gaethje got put to fucking sleep, dude. He was asleep. Uh-huh. And dude, he tried he, to tap. He tried to tap, yeah. and they didn't even Twice. see it. And yeah. he kept yeah. fucking cranking it until he was uh, unconscious. Mm-hmm. Had to. And, dude... They fucking keep the camera on uh, Khabib, and he comes to the middle, and he, you know, laid down on the mat and had his head down. And, dude, Gaethje walked over and was, like, pat him on the back and, like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Good job. Like, he was totally on point. while the entire time Khabib was, you know, speaking during his post-fight interview, which was, like, seven, eight minutes, right? He had a lot to say. Uh, Gagey was just sitting uh, on the cage, just like waiting his turn and like really listening to what he had to say. And do you remember Khabib calling out uh, Gagey and how awesome he is and his parents are great people and mm-hmm. like hang on to the time you have with your parents? Like they had this moment in the octagon where they were looking at each other and Gagey just hung out the whole time. 
And then right when he gets the mic, he's like, yeah, I just had to hang out to give the respect to this man's career that he deserves. And then, you know, another class act just goes off talking about him and then hangs out for every like ESPN post fight show, everything after dude, getting choked out in the biggest fight of his life. Dude. And what did Khabib say afterwards? Remember he said something and his own tongue or whatever. Do y'all know what he said? Uh, oh no, I didn't look up the yeah, translation. I saw it on Reddit. Like someone did an interpretation, but it was more of the same of what he was saying. Just like, thank you to everybody back home that, you know, all that kind of stuff. Nothing sure. like, uh, you know, no Illuminati. So no. I don't even think we've said it yet on the it's show. Like the aliens built the pyramids, guys. <laughs> Bless the motherland. I don't think we've even said it yet on the show. The reason he was there was such a mission. I mean, obviously anyone that watches UFC knows, but those of you that don't, uh, Khabib's father was his coach also, mm-hmm. and his father passed away. Um, this is his. This is the first fight that he's ever fought without his dad in his corner. Mm-hmm. And and I think he told his mom before the fight because his mom was like. You, you, your dad wouldn't want you to fight if he wasn't with you. And he told his mom, this this is my last fight, and I'm doing it for him. Yep. So so he went in there like, unstoppable, dude. Unstoppable. There was nobody that you could put in front of him that was going to beat him. And, dude, god damn it, I believe him when he says he's done. Like, yeah, he's Because not. his conviction is so strong. Oh, yeah. I, the I, guy I, doesn't even drink. Like that That's his whole life is Islam, his religion, and, and his family. That's like everything to him. And if he makes a promise, he, he's the last guy I would ever expect to break yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it does sound... It sounds hypocritical of me because, like, like I love Cowboy. I love Forrest Griffin. I love uh, Chuck Liddell. But all of these guys stayed longer than they should have. And I hated watching them, like, lose... And, and I always said, like, why not just walk into the sunset when you're on top? Money, baby. This is what you get when someone just walks into the sunset when they're on top. Is this feeling of, like, emptiness. Like, there's more. He had more. He had more. He was- and can you imagine in his own head what he's going through? He knows he has more. He knows he could beat GSP. Anybody, yeah. Uh, and he's but he's walking away, and I believe him. I believe him when he says he's walking away. It's because he did his entire career correctly, man. He hit all the big fights. He fought Conor McGregor. He's made his money. He's the biggest sports athlete in probably all of you know Russian speaking countries. Like Dude. he's rich as fuck, and he's set up to do whatever he wants. And I don't this. think he even cares about the money. It's, like, it's not. Yeah. But like the guys you see, like Chuck Liddell or whatever. I, maybe Chuck Liddell is a bad example because the UFC hired him on. He always had a career after that. But there's some guys that just, they just keep fighting because of the money. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure he walked away with 4.2 million pounds plus the percentage of the pay-per-view takings. Mm-hmm. Man, <coughs> yeah, he's so, he's set. And which pounds are more than dollars, dude? He does, and he doesn't need it. Like for the lifestyle that he lives, he wants to build a gym and train in it every day. Like well, he could build his his own community and support an entire community with what he's done back home. So yeah. I hope he puts that into his country, and I'm sure he will. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, the fight was incredible. The, the respect that went back and forth between those two fighters was unmatched. Like it just, it was incredible. Beautiful. And, and he said the only thing that he wanted, and I, I might fuck this up, but I think he said the only thing that he wanted was he wanted to be recognized as the greatest of all time. He's uh-huh. no, he said he wanted to be pound for pound. Pound for pound. That's that's right. That's right. And he did take the pound for pound. They listened to him and they put him at number, put one. Him number one. But here's the real question. Who is the goat? 
now you you have Khabib coming out with such a dominant performance like nobody's ever seen. It's hard right? to argue that, right? But then you got John Jones who's defended his title what like thirteen times or some crazy shit, and nobody cares. And his last three <laughs> fights, and his last three fights have been close. I don't even. That's what I'm saying. Now look, yeah. in the last three fights, I always said you got to beat the champ. You got to beat the champ. But they were still close fights, dude. Gaethje, Gaethje fought a, the baddest dude in his weight class. Um, and dominated him. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jones is over there fighting... Reyes. Yeah, and and uh, squeaking one out. Come on, man. Dude, he and, squeaked one out against OSP. You remember that shit? Ovin St. Preux, yeah. Yeah. Whack. And uh, 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 the big white dude. What's his name? Gustafson. Yeah. yeah. Gustafson. Gustafson. I think Gustafson won the, their first fight. And Reyes. Like, dude. We were watching that in a garage during Bro Bash, if y'all don't remember. He is not, like... He's not as bad <laughs> no, as he acts. Remember. And then and then he does this thing where he goes, um, "Hey man, he's something along the lines." He tweets out, "Hey man, you know I'll I'll let him have the goat title until I take it from him with a crown emoji." No, you're not letting him have shit, Jones. You're not letting him have shit. <laughs> well, did you he see? He earned it. That's fucking Khabib's the goat, bro. Yeah. Did you see his Instagram video he put out? Uh, he start. He's like filming himself selfie style, and he's like, Haha, "Khabib's the goat." <laughs> yeah, right. Talk to me when you have 13 title defenses, son. And he's just like laughing at the fact that people even think Khabib is a goat. But there's definitely an argument there, no matter how, you yeah. know, because Jones has had dominant performances, like yeah. completely dominant performances. And then we see him come from like a Coke binge and then drop the weight and get in the cage. Yeah, and then he has a close ass, fight. Dude. He doesn't even need yeah, to exactly. fight. Here's he the thing, though. Ass. Here's the thing. And I, I'm going to I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Jones, while he did squeak out his last few fights, if he's like you know scoffing it at uh khabib being pound for pound he's starting to take on the role of the heel and i respect that like i want him to do that's that. oh that's a good time. that's a good transition yeah i've always said jones is jones is a heel dude and he Naturally. acts like he's not but he totally is mm-hmm. and he needs to just embrace it and be a fucking dick about it so if he's starting to do that then fuck yeah dude i'm about it let him be that fucking dickhead that is <laughs> Well, he like, has been, too, with uh, his little stupid beef with Israel Adesanya, who will never fight because Jones is moving up to heavyweight. Like, give me a fucking break. Dude, They're like so two dumb. bickering teenagers on I Twitter. God. So he has been playing the bit of the heel, but um, I would like to hear a vote. Um, I want to know each of y'all's GOAT martial artists. Mine is Khabib now. Now, after that performance, mine is Khabib. Uh, is this opinion based or is this like it's completely subjective whatever you think and it's you know the the term goat is subjective because what does that even mean have you won the most fights have you been the most dominant in your Mm -hmm. fights Mm -hmm. like longevity versus you know dominance what is the real factor i want to go next you're making a title (laughs) run pushing 50 i want to go next just for the (laughs) the sole reason that i i don't know i I feel like this is kind of a cop-out but also a good answer uh i want to take it all the way back and go with like hoist gracie Fuck that guy. Or Fedor Emelianenko. Yeah. I love yeah. Fedor. He's dude, one of my favorites of all time. It's hard to fuck with Fedor. Uh, dude, uh, what's his name? Uh, Randy Couture. It's hard to fuck with Randy Couture. Y'all really want me to put on my tinfoil hat for one? The axe murderer. <laughs> Nick Diaz. Oh, oh come on. What? Fuck yeah. you. What? Dude, Diaz no, I like Nick there. Diaz, but what? Dude, he's never been finished. Every single one of his decisions is bullshit. Like... The fight he had with GSP was total bullshit. GSP didn't do anything to him. He laid on the ground. Yeah, Mike, that's what GSP does, bro. I know. No, he beats ass <laughs> and, and chokes people out sometimes. Yes, he went mostly decisions, especially later in his career. 
But uh, I don't think anyone's really beat Nick Diaz, and I think. But he hadn't fought. My I well, it's been a while, but I'm talking goat. I'm not talking recency. My my thing is, if it went forever, like there was no round limits, and it was just the first person to die. I think Nick. <laughs> Di- I think it was is Nick Diaz in every single fight he's ever been in. No, the guy does triathlons and, and yawns during them. And he, he's got the biggest iron chin on the planet. And he, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I, nobody can fuck with him if it goes forever. And he embarrassed Anderson Silva, which makes me he so lay, happy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he laid on the he ground. Went, he went paint me like in the Titanic. <laughs> dude. Daniel <laughs> Silva. That's your goat? Yeah. Just, I mean, he's entertaining, but no. Dude, he's fucking vicious, man. Pride he's scary days. looking. He's scary. And for a short period of time, he was, everybody was terrified. Yeah. But we're, over his career, you think he's a goat? Fuck. And people, back in the day, people would have argued Anderson Silva, too. But after Weidman fucking embarrassed him, I mean. Twice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's so much that. I think it's a style of fighting. He was a he was a reactive fighter. He was still like and GSP. Nick, He's and he honestly, hard, Nick, Nick, hard to watch. Nick had a huge role in taking Anderson Silva from yeah, like he everybody's him. conversation of for goat out of it. Like he just took Anderson Silva out. Clowned of it. his ass. He's like, "What are we doing? Are you even fighting here?" And there's like three, four fights in Anderson Silva's career where he did that. Like if you remember that Maya fight, Damian Maya, mm-hmm. that, yep, out in Abu Dhabi, Dana White was livid. He's like, "I'm." He was close to cutting his Damian, ass. I think Damian Maya was literally chasing him around the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that with one other... Oh, Tiago Alves. He just toyed with him for five rounds and never did shit. So, in my opinion, fuck Anderson Silva. Yeah, I think it's the style of fighting. I think that messes people up with GSP and with Anderson Silva. Well, Anderson looks so good when he fights like Forrest Griffin or Stefan Bonner and just yep. clowns the fuck out of him. We're like yeah. Chris Lieben. You're like, this might be the greatest <laughs> fighter of all time. And then he goes out and puts on a show like against Maya. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Dude, what about Chris Levin though? He does a bare knuckle thing now. He's pretty good. Uh, Chris Levin's actually my goat. Or no Diego shit. Sanchez. <laughs> or Diego Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, the nightmare. I no, mean, Chris just... Levin got his ass beat by that gay dude in uh, what do you call it? Bare knuckle fighting. Remember that openly gay dude that was fighting? No, uh. Uh-uh. He he had done like gay porn, for real. Go Damn. look at it. He beat Levin's ass. I so, thought, see, damn. I saw Lieben kind of recently over in that bare knuckle shit, and I was like, dude, this is what he was born for. He's exactly. all jacked and fucking, fucking on steroids and shit. Now, dude, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like, let's pump Chris Lieben full of steroids, give him a bunch of drugs, and then put him in a ring bare knuckle, and yeah. let's let him fight a fucking bull or something. That's like, how his whole sh- career should have gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looks like a pit bull, dude. Like, God, man. That he just crazy. walks at you, too, man. I can't yeah. believe that chick is going to bare knuckles oh yeah what's Paige, her face Paige Van Zandt I yeah think. she's awesome yeah, follow her on Instagram if y'all don't oh yeah we, yeah so <laughs> I, I just want to throw one more out there what about Matt Hughes uh, I kind of had a lot of groaning. Matt Hughes made a good run. I loved Matt Hughes. I think he's he, top three welterweight of all time, but I don't find him in the GOAT discussion, not even top ten. Nah. GSP beat him two I, out of three, right? I'd put so, Randy Couture there before that's right. Matt Hughes. 
Dude, even BJ Penn beat Matt Hughes. He was oh away. BJ Penn jumping up on the ring and licking his gloves. Right yeah. then, he was the goat. Goddamn! Savage. In that moment, he was the goat. Yeah. See, yeah. now let's talk about BJ Penn. Now, for a good three-year period, speaking BJ people, Penn was the most savage motherfucker alive. Speaking of people staying in longer than they should have. Yes. Shit, He's still dude. fighting out at bars in Hawaii. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude! And he ain't even getting paid. He's like zero three or something now. Yeah, he's zero three fights. in Hawaii bar fights. <laughs> <laughs> he's paying to fight, man. Uh, yeah, no. dude. I think all respect to Khabib. I think he is the goat. I think he earned it. I think uh, if if Jones wants to have a hope at, at claiming that, he needs to clear out the heavyweight division, just like he cleared not out even the light clear out. If he moved up and beat Stipe and defended his title once, he's clear cut goat. Argue with me, I dare you. Two division champion, been doing it for as long Stipe. as he has, undefeated, undefeated. S- Fuck that, whatever. Stipe, Stipe is the reason, because if he beats Stipe, then all right, now you're fighting somebody that's Stipe's worth... Stipe's considered the best heavyweight of all time in the UFC, right? Right. So, so say he beats his ass and defends the belt, you gotta call him. It's not, though, that he has two belts. That's not what makes you a GOAT, right? Like, I don't think... No, we didn't even mention like Connor, guys We didn't even that. mention Conor McGregor. We didn't even mention Daniel Cormier. It's about longevity. It's, it's not two belts. It's the fact that he can go up and fight Stipe, which is a, a worthy opponent, and he hadn't faced a worthy opponent in several fights now. Uh, well, Reyes was a worthy opponent. Well, apparently, but... Reyes is he good. Have, He's he going to be the... He'll be the title holder. Dude, that guy's good. That's a good fight, but... Again, he barely squeaks through some. So, Chris, what would you say is yours? I don't hear your goat. I think I'd go with Randy. Randy? Yeah, dude. He came back and fucking took the belt at heavyweight at, like, 40. He lost some fights, but also he's old as fuck. Dude, (laughs) he won the belt when he was old as fuck. And then he fought for, like, seven more years. And he's fun. (laughs) And he's fun. He was fun to watch. And, like, if you talk about any of the greats through his whole tenure of being there, he he fought with them, like, and put up at least a good fight. All of them. And he beat them like he was their daddy. Just (laughs) hold them against the cage and fucking uppercut them. (laughs) It was fun to watch the days when you could just put somebody on the cage and dirty box them to death. That's my favorite style, dirty boxing on the cage. Good call on Ray. And then when he got knocked out, out of light heavyweight he was like you know what fuck it i'm going heavier yeah <laughs> and fucking dominated that weight yeah. class that's a good one i like that one i gotta go jones though guys for now um and the only contest the only contestant against jones right now is khabib and it's because of his pure dominance in the cage i i just don't think he's beatable uh, by anyone in the division but like i already said if jones moves up defeats stipe and defends the title once I don't think there's any arguing against him as being the GOAT. Another one we didn't mention is Triple C. Sejeda. Sejeda oh, was that's a, a good point. Sejeda is a bad motherfucker, but we were talking about fighters that stayed in too long. He's one that didn't stay in long enough. Great point. Mm-hmm. No, him, uh, dude, going down and beating up uh, Demetrius and then coming Mighty up Mouse, and beating yeah. TJ, or TJ dropped down to fight him too. He knocked his ass out. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, dude. TJ's always been one of the most dangerous fighters, man. He he went, he went would fight in multiple weight classes and win. And he could gone. go up to 45 and have success if yeah. he wanted to. <clears throat> he's short, but he's got it, dude. That's a good point. And, and we didn't even talk about Demetrius Johnson either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, the, the, the length of time he reigned on that flyweight division since his inception, essentially. I think he's getting beat up. And what's the knockoff UFC? It's not It's not knockoff. It's that Asian <laughs> shit. Uh, it's huge in Asia. It's probably bigger than the UFC. It's called One FC, I think. One uh, FC. That's not the one I'm thinking of. There's one in America. 
that is Bellator? absolutely like a strike force or something. Maybe a Bellator. Bellator is what you're thinking about. Maybe Bellator. But, but I, Demetrius I, didn't go to that. He went over to an Asian promotion. Remember, they traded Demetrius Johnson away so they, ben Askren. so they could get Ben Askren. Remember that? And it was 1FC. They're like, fine, we'll give you DJ. Just give us Ben Askren. Do you I heard, heard, Dana, Masvidal for I heard Dana White. Someone was like, hey, that was a dumb trade for Demetrius Johnson and Ben Askren, wasn't it? And Dana White was like, why? I got a star out of it. Yeah. Like, he said it, obviously, it wasn't the person that, that I traded for, but the person I traded for made a star out of Jorge Masvidal. So yep. he yep. still got paid. That was yeah. a good trade. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was an investment, baby. That was and, smart, And dude. DJ wasn't getting fucking money in the door. He wasn't selling pay-per-views. Yeah. So, yes, he was more successful than Ben Askren, but like as far as a business decision trade, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I think at this point the chicks are getting more respect than even the little guys. <laughs> oh, I think so. When, but, it comes to, when it comes to just straight viewership and sales. Wait, class yeah mm-hmm. you're like watch a 125 pound guy or a 125 i'll, I'll watch girl. rose namajunas every time she fights i'll tell you that much <laughs> uh all right so we need to shift gears let's talk about the other big sports ball event chris can you cover this one the world series world series just happened and uh america we failed the pennant went to california mm. oh, dude shit. so i i am not a baseball guy i don't know anything really about baseball um, I took because of your enthusiasm this year because you've been so into baseball this year and it had to do with the Astros right like the Astros made it so far that's why you were like fuck yeah and then I was like all right I guess I'll check it out well then I watched the Astros lose to the Rays and I'm like well shit I don't really care about baseball anymore but then I find out okay the Rays are in in the World Series so all right Chris invites me over to watch the final ga- or the game seven right no, game six game six of the World Series. Which may have been the last one if... That's why I did it that night, is because I knew there might not be a Game 7. Right. If the Rays had won, then it would have gone on to Game 7. Dude, I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, I had a lot of fun learning about the game. The the And I know this is going to sound so stupid, but hey, you guys that like baseball, this is what an, an amateur baseball enthusiast or someone that's just introduced to it, this is what the way my brain's working right now. Dude, the fucking stare down, the eye off, the the competition between the pitcher and the batter that's what the game's about like that's that's it there's all these other motherfuckers out there and there's all these other motherfuckers over here waiting in line the whole fucking stadium is watching those two guys and those two guys are playing 3d chess with each other trying to trying to rock papers out rock paper scissors the other one and they're talented enough to where like any mistake on either side if the pitcher makes a mistake the batter's going to take advantage and vice versa if the pitcher can get in the batter's head and know what they're expecting and 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 fool them with the pitches and are accurate enough to land the pitches they're trying to throw then it's a it's an absolute just head game and it's it is that's that's one of the the funnest parts to watch for sure and the but, batter's already the batter already knows this would be the smartest pitch the pitcher already knows this would be the smartest pitch the batter's going is he going to throw the pitch that would be the smart pitch or is he going to throw something else and the pitcher's going I'm going to throw a fucking slider out into the dirt, you know? Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a t-shirt that says 3 and no curveballs is why I have trust issues. Dude, it, <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of, like, you know the two bighorn sheep, and they're, like, circling each other, and there's this calm, and then they just all of a sudden, they're like, the tension builds and builds and builds, and then they go, wham! And then they fucking start Back circling. Off, it. yeah. That's what it's like. It's like... All this tension is building, and you're like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? And he's nodding and fucking adjusting his balls and looking at the catcher and mm. the fucking batter's up there, like, swinging his bat and, like, making sure he's all good. And then you can feel, like, you can feel it. It's t- it's tangible, like, how 
it starts to tense up, tense up, and then everything goes rigid and dead silent. And then it's like 100 mile an hour fastball, and this dude's swinging a bat as hard as he can swing it. And then something happens, right? Whether it, <laughs> whether it's one or the other, something happens. Yep. And then they, it, it's either chaos or they start circling each other, ready to do it again. It's wild. Mm. No, baseball is the closest thing you'll get in a team sport to one-on-one. You know? Yeah. It's, that's what it's all about. Everyone else is around supporting it. But it's really pitcher versus batter. It's America's it. pastime. And I've been yep. living it. I've got I've got kids and uh, kids in baseball and stuff. So I also coach. And, like, I just live it right now. So I'm, I've been way into it. But I also played when I was a kid and grew up with it. My dad played. There yeah. were a few people in the stands. Not a lot. But there were some. There were some cardboard cutouts in the stands also. Yep. Uh, they had some of the... I think what they were doing is turning the volume up on the people that were there. Uh, yeah, they, they do that a bit, but they do also filter in crowd noise now. Yeah. Uh, intentionally. And also they're playing in... So this is done differently than almost every other year in baseball just because of the COVID stuff. So they're playing in... Like, the stadiums are picked, pre-picked, <coughs> and they're not changing stadiums. Usually they bounce back and forth between each other's stadiums. But it's neutral, right? Because they were playing in Dallas. Yeah, so it's neutral. So what they did this year is it's neutral... And instead of changing stadiums, they're just changing home team. So, like, the first two games, the Dodgers was the home team. The next three games, the, the Rays were home team. And then the, the yeah, just to kind of, you got to keep that consistency because there's definitely privilege in going last. It's kind of like the coin toss in the beginning of football, mm-hmm. right? And so you keep, you keep that consistency there. But what they do is they actually pump the crowd noise and do all the same things in the stadium that they would do during a live game that was, you know, full of people yeah. so like all the noise and the music and the next ups and all that shit is going to be geared towards the home team so they would do like what is normally played at dodgers games when the dodgers were the home team and then they would play what's normally played at rays yeah that's cool rays. yeah they did it in dallas too for what's it the a- alcs with uh houston and the Rays? uh no it was the dodgers and the braves were in dallas where did the Houston... Oh, yeah, they were they, out in California. They were in California, yeah. They were playing in um, Padre Stadium. That's right. That's yep. right, yeah. So what I remember as someone that ha- didn't know any of the names, um, the things that stick in my brain that I took away from it, G-Man... Yeah, G-Man Choi is a badass. G-Man is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. He's this He's this Asian dude, but he's fucking big, and I feel like he should have a mohawk and sunglasses. Like, Yeah. He's, he's like 6'1", 260, but he's a first baseman and does things like does the splits when he's trying to keep a foot on the bag and catch the ball. But he's big. like a, he's like a, He reminded me of a sumo wrestler and how big he is, but also how athletic and nimble he is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, dude, he does the splits and catches the ball, and then I feel like he should... Like smash a beer can on his head or something. Yeah. Like he's he's and then bow. Yeah, it's so weird, but he's such a cool character. Well, apparently at the like at the after parties and stuff like that, apparently he's a he's quite the smash a beer can on his head type of dude. Uh, maybe that's why. Yeah, that's maybe that's I why. Like what's coming through. Um, also, who was the who was the pitcher for the the Rays that played like seven innings? Snell. Snell. That motherfucker is bad, and they didn't start tanking until. They pulled him, and the whole time he's like, "Why the fuck did you pull me?" You could just watch his dreams just slipping away from him after an incredible performance. Yeah. That was a bummer to watch. The he same thing on. happened to him against uh, Houston. They pulled mm-hmm. Snell. I think it was Game Five against Houston. They pulled Snell. Snell has a little bit of a fit with his uh, manager. He was like, "What the fuck are you pulling me?" You could tell he was livid. He walks back, 
to the dugout. They bring the guy out of the bullpen, and it just goes downhill for the race from there. Yep. You don't pull Snell. I think that's what we've learned from all this. Yeah. That's definitely. That's what you know. It's it's always it's got to be so hard to be a pitching manager because if it works, then like, you know you're all praise to you but if it doesn't like it's your ass it's the same thing with being like a football coach right like you choose the wrong play and like yeah your whole city hates you you know (laughs) all uh the seahawks throwing on uh uh what was it on the one line uh one yard line against the patriots and they intercept it yep instead of currently scoring the touchdown to allow too much time and yeah yeah the falcons game yeah Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh the, the other two people, and I'm going to group them together on purpose, the other two people is the uh, the catcher for the Dodgers at the end mm-hmm. that put the ball in his pocket. He was also the same motherfucker that hit hit the ball to get Mookie Betts, who was the other person I was going to mention. Mm-hmm. What a to great get, name. Yeah. Oh, Mookie uh, Betts is a badass. Dude, Mookie Betts is a badass, and I, for, I, I obviously I don't know their names, but the the catcher, too, is a badass. He's, I can't remember his name. He... he he hit the ball. He I don't know what you I can't remember. He's the one that hit it to get Mookie Betts home. Mm-hmm. And then he's also the one that caught the final pitch where he, uh, he got struck out. The guy got struck out to win the game, to win the World Series. So, like, in, in the two pivotal moments in that game, he was, like, half of the equation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he's good. Yeah, it was uh, – I had a lot of fun, uh, again, learning a little bit about baseball. I never played baseball. I played football. We're from the South. That's what – my dad put me into yeah it's boring uh, as hell if you don't know what's going on but when you start to figure it out and piece it together you can see it it's just like it, there's still some sport. weird rules that it's i don't quite sport. understand i don't quite understand like the forced runner i don't quite understand the pinch hitter but i'm you know i'll figure it out baseball yeah. is a great game to either one play because it's laid back and still really fun or go see live mm-hmm. you can't follow baseball through the whole season but when it comes down to playoffs or you know like in yeah. college where they have the world series uh, of college and it's the eight teams there it's the most fun thing to watch ever i, I start paying attention at the end of the season really yeah uh, through the majority I think that's of everybody season. yeah unless you're old as fuck yeah my, my my dad played baseball until he was super old and so like uh i grew up with it and he's he watches the whole season like baseball's on as long as baseball's on baseball's on you know yeah. what i mean that's a different breed of man and yeah so he kind of keeps me like up to date throughout the season enough to where i don't have to pay too close attention to it but then as soon as we start getting into the season i'm watching all the see that's what games. that's what i need you to be for me is just tell me what the fuck's going on and then tell me when i need to show up and <laughs> watch an important game you yeah. cheater. <laughs> <laughs> and then explain the rules to me dude and then yeah. give them a back rub, too. Yeah, and give me a beer, babe, while you're at it. <laughs> Some queso. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was one hell of a sports ball episode. But uh, anyway, the Whiskey and Whiskers website is up. It's whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com. On there, you can find links to all of our social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find links every way you choose to listen, including Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, and your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, we're on the That's Not Canon Network, so go check out the website there. Uh, you can find our podcast along with a bunch of other great podcasts. So uh, with that, we got new episodes every Monday, new content all the time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>